Let's go. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ryan Lee. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Who is this Dr. Duray? <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show. Mom, it's the best rap album that will ever be. Earlier on the show, Pac-12 network analyst Yogi Roth, Kansas head coach Lance Leopold, columnist for the MMQB, Andrew Brandt. Still to come from Prime Video Samaritan, actor Javon Walton. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ryan Leaf. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich alongside my main men, TJ Jefferson. Holler. Michael Del Tufo. Chris Brockman. We've had a great show so far. Talked a lot of things football, which is what we're smack dab in the middle of, college and pro football. Uh, had some breaking news out of Jets camp. Um, talked to Andrew Brandt. Uh, and now... Our main man, Chris Brockman's got some headline news. Let's do it. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brockman. Hey, guys. What's happening? Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, TJ. Hi, Chris. Ryan. Mike. What's happening? Everything good? Yeah, I'm fine. I was cracking. All right, news of the day uh, in the NFL. We woke up this morning. Bears uh, star linebacker Roquan Smith entering the final year of his of his rookie deal. He issued a, a very long statement uh, stating his desire that he offered uh, that he wants to be traded. Can't come to a new contract with the Bears. Uh, he's making about nine million bucks this year in his final, like I said, final year of his rookie deal. Uh, great player for Chicago. Uh, Bears GM Ryan Poles just talked. Uh, said, quote, my feelings for Roquan haven't changed at all. I love the kid and love what he said on the field. We've shown respect very early. I thought the offers showed to him uh, the respect that he deserved. Uh, added that they will have to do what's best for the team, of course. But my intention is to sign him. Disappointed and surprised that things have deteriorated to this uh, level in the negotiations. Does not want to trade him, but didn't rule it out. His intention right now is to sign him to a contract extension. The, they can't trade this kid. Well, like, I mean, I mean, they can, but like, they can't. Especially with a guy with an expiring contract, right? You don't. You want if you if you do, you better get something huge in return, right? Huge, huge in return. I don't feel like they got too much out of the Cleo Mack trade, right? I, I thought right. the Chargers won that one definitely in that scenario. So, um, yeah, you got to wonder, right? Allen Robinson now gone offensively. I I I, I would be hard pressed to name. Um, a ton of people on this roster, to be honest with you. Yeah, outside of the quarterback, Roquan Smith. Smith. I mean, Moody. Yeah. Is there a guy named Moody on that team? Yeah, Moody? I think there's Moody. Who's the run? Who's? I mean, look. It's. I think the Bears are going to be. We're going to be looking at maybe the team picking first overall in the NFL draft next year if, if they're not too careful. I, it, it could go real bad for the Bears this year. It, it it could go real bad. I thought last year in the decision to hold on to Nagy and Ryan Pace, right? That that scenario, it was almost like when they snuck into the playoffs as the seven seed member um, before getting obliterated by the Saints that year. That did them a disservice because it almost made management say, "Hey, I mean, they just we can't fire a guy that just went to the playoffs." David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, those are your weapons. Those excite you guys? 
Cole Komet, I like him. David Montgomery could be sneaky fantasy, TJ. Yeah, definitely. I don't even think that's sneaky you know, at this I need, point. You know, I... You know, for my new job here this fall, I'm going to need some help kind of with some fantasy stuff. Are you my guy? Are you my guy? Are you my guy? I mean, come on. Are you both my guys you know, to go we, to for this? Got got you. We can be your guys. Look, right. the last time Brockman and I actually teamed up on fantasy football. Tell, tell them what happened, TJ. Tell them what happened. <laughs> we, tell them what happened. I didn't get credit for it, but they won the Allison Chains. Yeah, I don't give TJ a lot of credit, but he was there. I was there. Silent was partner. Yeah. I was not, not so silent. We won the Allison Chains League. No big deal. You know. It is what it is. Just saying. Well, why did we're you? probably going to win it this year? Are you going to Are you going to team up again? Probably not, because you know. Well, I don't know. It depends if the draft is in person. That was the last time the draft was in person. Yeah, the, that's true. Is it, it going to be in person this year again? Probably, but oh. I won't go. I think it, it, Rich and Chris will do it. I just no. Rich, in, Rich never goes. That is a good point. It's he always doesn't. the same night as the uh, game day kickoff. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So he can't go. Hey, Maybe. TJ, the Cowboys signed a kicker. You excited? Of Ooh. course. because Did they actually sign one? Yeah. We Brett, lost multiple Brett, games Brett last year because of poor <laughs> kicking. So, yes. I'm Who not. did they end up signing? Brett Mayer. Mayer? Didn't we already have Brett Mayer? He's back, right? He's back on a one-year deal. Good okay. luck. All right. So, yeah, Ryan, we are your guys for fantasy, <laughs> Is I guess, the, to make a long story short. So, just, just you know... Discerning from your expression, don't don't pick Brett Mayer this year for fantasy. Kicker. Oh, nobody said that. Oh, okay, no, definitely. Well, never take the Cowboys. When was the last time you had a Chris Boniel? When was the last good kicker of the Cowboys? Had? I mean, look, Zerline, despite the fact that he missed more first quarter kicks than any kicker in history, he wasn't bad last year. But we definitely lost a few games because he missed some kicks. So how odd is it that that an NFL franchise with thirty two teams they can't find a, a kicker? Teams can't find a kicker. It's still amazing to me that we can't find 32 good quarterbacks. Oh, What's that, one, does, that one doesn't surprise me. That's easy. That's a, a role. I mean, this guy here can tell you more than mine. It's the toughest position in sports, right? It's right? crazy. I just thought about the, the what goes through the mind of a guy that's rushing the passer in comparison to what the guy's getting the snap, running the play on offense. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just uh, I was watching the tuck rule 30 for 30. Oh, uh, the other night. Snow I had, game. It's I had, called the snow game. <laughs> the tuck rule game. The snow game, yeah. That, was that game, game where Brady fumbled and they didn't call well, it. I mean, he did, I mean, he didn't fumble. It's the rule. He didn't fumble. It, it was, was the, the rule. rule. They, they correctly interpreted the Semantics rule. Semantics here. No, it's not. It's, it's, it was, I didn't know that. I didn't know really what how it was written. It's written that you have to tuck it back into your body before it can become a fumble. And he had not brought it back into his body yet. In. So, so it, he fumbled. It, it fit the rule. I would say it's a fumble, but that's not what the rule yeah. stated. The rule, the rule states you have to pull it back into your body and tuck it, and he never did that. So then it was a fumble. No, it was a pass. No. An incomplete pass. An incomplete pass. The rule says for it to be a fumble, he has to have pump faked it and then, then pulled it, it back, back in his and body. tucked it into his body. That's a whole did not lot, happen. Man. Charles Woodson got the ball. That's all I that, It is. It's true, but that was the rule. I mean, all I remember is Vinatieri making the kick. <laughs> It was written, written the way it was. I don't. I believe it should have been a fumble. Yeah. There was no way he was trying to complete a pass at that point. But the rule written at the time said the ball had to be tucked back into the body for it to become a fumble, and it never got there. Therefore, that's how you discern the rule. So it isn't a fumble. Yeah, New England wins, and the and the it goes on. Just just so you know, TJ. Um, <laughs> I have no dog in the fight here. I mean, it's at all. It's just, Me I'm either. Just, I just saw what I saw. Well, know? I mean, what you see, it looks like a fumble. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah, like I, I saw Des caught that. the ball, and he, you know, the rule hey. said he didn't. The rule said he didn't, yeah. yeah. I thought that was a touchdown, too, but the rule said he didn't. Thank so. You ended up losing your game. We won ours. Wow. Well, 
True. It was a fact. Basically, True. I can't argue that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Brock was looking at me when he said it. I was like thinking, like, what was I? Was I with the Cowboys there? <laughs> no. I... Oh, by the way, did you bring your Cowboys jersey for me? No, it's still up in mom and dad's closet. Oh, okay. I got to get it down here gotcha. to you. You wanted the, which one? Did you want? Do you want just the white, or do you want the throwback from Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, that one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point? You were watching the you were watching the doc, and what I happened? Like that one. <laughs> I'm not off. All right. What, right, what were we talking about? Kickers. Kickers. Quarterbacks. <laughs> well, you were talking about just rushing the passer. and the, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. like... Um, the differences. So, the di- yeah. <laughs> so Charles Woodson's talking about what he had to do on that play, right? right. He just inches in, inches in, inches in, and, and just goes. Right, it goes. That's all he had to do. Right. Now, as a quarterback, you have to see what the coverage is. You got to see if there's a blitz coming. You got to tell... Um, you got to see a rotation. Catch the ball in a shift, snowstorm. Shift protection if you see the blitz right. coming. Right. I mean, there's so much to... So to your point around the quarterback... You know, it's hard for you to imagine you can't find 32 great quarterbacks. But, yeah, it's it's a different it's a different scenario. Um, if I could put my hand in the ground and just ran after the quarterback, maybe. Is it harder to find 32 good kickers or 32 good quarterbacks? I would argue that it's hard harder to find 32 good quarterbacks. Yeah, there's probably 30 good kickers. I will say this, Kicking though. I, I just have no, I have no, um, what's the word here? Uh, no, no patience. I have oh. no patience uh, for for kickers. Are <laughs> you like Peyton, the idiot kicker? I, I hate the kickers are so strange. <laughs> and when Peyton said that, by the way, about Mike Vanderjack, he had the highest make Best percentage kicker. in NFL yeah, history, right? <laughs> and he called him an idiot kicker. And we're talking about this idiot kicker. <laughs> great. Great. I just, I kickers remind me of goalies in hockey. They're just strange. Yeah, they're strange people. Would you ever talk to the kicker? I, I was a holder for a kicker for a long time, so okay. we were the battery. So, yeah, I had to develop a relationship okay. with them. So, but for the most time, I'm, it's just like he's like uh, Chaz's mom from Wedding Crashers. You don't know. What, what's he ever doing back You never see him. Yeah. <laughs> right? You never what's know what he's doing. doing? What's he doing back there, right? He's on the other field. He's kicking, moving his leg around. You know, and the next thing you, know, you hear, he's out on the golf course hitting a hole-in-one or something like that. You're like, what, 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 what are you doing, man? <laughs> You know, you're going to make me some meatloaf back there? What's going on? Let's get it done, right? Don't miss a kick. Don't miss a kick. That's easier said than done, though, isn't it? It is easier said than done. But that's all they have to do. That's all they have to do. There's nothing else they have to do. (laughs) Nothing else. That's it. You got one. You had one job. One job. (laughs) Make the kick. Make it. Right? Just see it. See See the ball. Lace is out. That's now, your job as the holder, though. If it gets blocked, if it's a if it's a hold scenario where it messes up, okay, there's a bit of understanding there. But no, you get you get uh, your foot on the on the ball. It better go through the uprights. Like if I was a general manager of a of a team, I, I may never find a kicker because I'd be firing one all the time. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> like Dion, cut him, cut him, just cut him, cut him, go. Or I'd be the guy that just, or I'd turn into Brandon Staley and I just go for it every every down. Yeah, yeah. Just don't even that's pretty much what I would do, unless I'm inside my own like thirty. I think I'm just going for it every time. You know, because points are so precious in the NFL, it's important to have a kicker. But like, if I'm a college coach, I'm never kicking. <laughs> You're like down all day, all night. Punters are great. I love punters. They're a defensive specialist. That's what a punter is. He belongs on an all-defensive team. Like a change field position. Yes, yeah, they are like a, that, you know? a change agent of a football game. So, well, like what in co- like you said in college, like why should you kick an extra point? Just go for two. I I don't understand it. Makes no sense. Makes no sense.
All right, guys, uh, they had an, an emergency uh, owners meeting to approve the sale of the Denver Broncos. Unanimously approved. The so Rob Walton and a bunch of other famous people that you've heard of, Condoleezza Rice, Lewis Hamilton, among others. $4.65 billion for the Denver Broncos. Pocket change. Highest sale of an NFL team yet. I tried to get in on this, but... Uh, you tried to get in on this? Yeah. I tried, I said, can I put ten grand in? And they said no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that have asked for investment stuff for like, you know, uh, for little things. And, and a $10,000 uh, investment it works. It just it didn't this time. If you had given Zuckerberg ten oh. k back in the oh, day, bro. Whew. I'd have given him $10. Hold on. I'm going to try to... How much would out? What percentage of... Four point six five billion would ten thousand have gotten you. Point zero 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 two of one percent. So I would I'd be, I'd be part owner of the Denver Broncos. Worth it. I think that would be cool. You know, but ultimately it came down to I. You know, um, I'm not a huge fan of Walmart, and that's why I chose not to do it. Wow. So. <laughs> Love Walmart. Uh, the Browns have I'm said they're. Or did they Walmart just too. choose not to allow? No, they choose not to. They chose not to allow. They, they passed you know? on your ten grand. I also don't know if I passed the ba- uh, background check either. So that's another, <laughs> that's another thing in all of this. I'm guessing not. Yeah. <laughs> the Browns revealed that they're uh, not going. They're not going to reveal if Deshaun Watson's going to play on Friday against Jacksonville, the team's first preseason game. Apparently, they do have a plan for the quarterbacks, but they're not talking about it publicly. Seems like Jacoby Brissett should probably play most of the game, right? We just had this conversation, right? (laughs) Why is he even there? It's so ridiculous. Uh, Jason Kelsey underwent elbow surgery. He's back on a one-year deal with Philadelphia. Uh, He's 35 years old, so not sure how much time he's going to miss, if he might miss the opener. But obviously, you don't have your center. That's a big deal. Uh, what else we got? TJ, we were talking about Juju Smith-Schuster the other day. Mm-hmm. Juju on the beat. Uh, Peter King saying that uh, when he was at Chiefs camp, Juju's lining up all over the place. Tried to tell you. After spending about 80% of the snaps in the slot the last two years in Pittsburgh, he's given more chances out wide like earlier in his career. Could he be a replacement for Tyreek Hill? Well, I don't know if he could be a replacement, but I think there's a, there's a, a plethora of players that are going to have to be a replacement. I, I just assume... If you look at the uh, allocation of catches last year, uh, it's going to be similar. Patrick Mahomes is not going to throw less, right? He's going to complete as just as much. Not going to throw less. Right, he's not going to throw less. But what's going to happen is it's just going to be spread around more. We're going to see Sky more, see if he can be an influence early on. Hardman, can he do something, right? And and then Jason, and then and then you're talking about Travis Kelsey going to be an even bigger part yep. of what they're doing. I have no – the AFC, everybody, I don't care what anybody says about Buffalo or Denver or – the Raiders or the Chargers or or Miami or anybody, the AFC, AFC is still going through Kansas City. Oh, interesting. Until it doesn't, I'm not going to say it is, right? Last four years, where's the AFC championship been? Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Now, hey, New England had to get through there and get it done, yeah, right? Yeah. Cincinnati was able to do it a year ago. Yeah. But until it changes, until I see something different, I believe it still goes through Arrowhead and the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see how that plays out. All right, another big story we haven't talked about yet, guys, but uh, it was revealed this morning. Uh, Serena Williams talking about hanging it up finally. Uh, she she wrote an article, a first-person essay in Vogue, uh, suggesting that the U.S. Open could be her final tournament. Added she had mixed feelings about the next chapter. Didn't even like using the word retirement, uh, but it's something that she's finally thinking about, and uh, this might be it for Serena, who's obviously one of the GOAT athletes, uh, male or female, in our lifetime. 
greatest greatest female tennis player of all time. Um, Argument greatest tennis player. Argument right? easily yeah. arguable greatest tennis player of all time. Um, if this is it for Serena, how, how do you guys feel about uh, having watched her whole career? TJ, obviously one of the best. I mean, we got to witness greatness from a young age, right? When did Venus Serena kind of come into our our consciousness? They were not even they, they were, were 10 they were kids they were I mean, kids I think, I think this is serena's uh, 27th year on the on the women's tour yeah man so you know you, you got to watch these young girls from compton come up and we all knew about the dad right and we knew about richard and we kind of thought that this guy was just loud and but then you realize that there was a method to this man's madness man and <laughs> looking back at it the way he was really protecting and guiding these girls when everyone else was kind of coming down on him but he had a vision and look, it came to fruition. Yeah, you know? did it. I mean, it was it came to fruition. Spectacular. Not only, I mean, he had two of the greatest female athletes of all time growing up in Compton, California. What twenty minutes down the road from here, in a sport where girls, we we talked to, to MJ Acosta Ruiz yesterday and kind of talked about you know what having her in her position is doing for girls that look like her. Right. So you imagine two girls like Venus and Serena who look like them in a sport where there aren't a lot of people that do look like them. And not only did you make it, you didn't just make it, you dominated. Like you you went to the top of the food chain and it's an amazing thing to watch, man. It was amazing to watch. I hope we get to watch her a little bit longer, but if she decides to walk away, what, I mean, what, what more can she do? Well, you know, what, what a cool thing it would be if she found a way to one last final run win that U.S. Open, uh, and then amazing. that would be the oh that gosh. would be the send off, right? I mean, we've well, seen it before. And by the yeah. way, Brockman, the hotel we st- I, I always forget this. The hotel we stayed at in Miami, the Delano, Delano. I was in the Delano probably ten years ago. Um, well, probably longer than that. And Serena was by the pool, and I'm not just saying this. She was in the bikini by the pool, but I'm just saying this was a case where you're looking at a supreme athlete, and just looking at this woman. The muscles, the shape, the form of her body, it was just like, that is, it is amazing to sit and look at something, someone built like that for as great as she is and the power and the strength and the grace that she brings to the game. It was almost like looking at a statue, bro, oh, yeah. like straight up, like you were in awe of, of this woman. And I think that, you know, what? not to be remiss in the importance of Venus in this conversation, yeah, yeah. she was the... She was the trailblazer. Yeah, she Serena, was first. The big and then sister. Richard Williams was always like, look, no, the younger sister's better. Right. It's kind of almost like LeVar yeah. in a way. You know, LeVar was loud and got on people's nerves, but he put two or three in the NBA, and he said the younger one was going to be the best one, and he looks like he's probably right about that. So, Well, it worked in the Leaf household, too. The third Brady Leaf is the best of the three, so <laughs> that's for darn sure. <laughs> All righty. Uh, when we come back, something pretty cool. Uh, In-studio guest Javon Walton from Euphoria fame and his new film. Samaritan. Ashtray, let's go. Ashtray joining us next here on the Rich Eisen Show when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show here. I'm Ryan Lee, filling in for Rich. Uh, How many times have you seen the trailer now? Oh, my God. I've seen it a lot. And every time I see it, I'm like, dang, I look so young in that. It's crazy. How how old were you? We're speaking with Javon Walton from the new movie Samaritan. How old were you when you filmed this? I was, um, I think I was 13 when I was filming it. Was it before the Euphoria? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was before that. So I, I filmed the first season of Euphoria, right? Right. And then filmed other stuff, and then later that year I was filming Samaritan in like the midst of all of COVID and all of that stuff. So it was like it was a process, like trying to get that all to work out. So Samaritan launches uh, globally on Prime Video Friday, August twenty sixth. We're speaking with Javon Walton, the star of that film. I I, I walked away from it. Um, you know, when you have somebody like Sly Sly Stallone in in a role there, but this story this story is about you. It, it, it's a backdrop of the the superhero aspect, but it, it's about you and you growing up and having to fight dark and light and how to become that. I thought it was incredibly interesting that that you know you kind of took the lead through this process and uh, and and made it your own in your first feature film. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was um it was amazing to be able to work with Sly on my very first film like that you know I, very first feature film so that was that was great um me and him had a special bond on set too we'd always argue about boxing and who's gonna win this who's gonna win that so yeah the boxing aspect of things i mean you're you're 16 right um rocky um i'm sure you've seen and everything like that what, what was it like um to be a part of a cast like that where you had an individual who's so iconic in the boxing world because it's what you do and what you do well too. I th- I think it was for sure special. You know, not many people say that they could be um, working with Sly um, and to be able to work with him on another level is just dope. You know, we really build a bond between each other, and it was it was good to be able to like talk boxing with people. You know, I've never been able to like really talk boxing on set, 
So it, it was nice to be able to have that, you know. And then the opportunity, any of you who will get a chance to watch the film, no spoilers here or anything, but there's a scene where you are up on the roof with them and you get to kind of showcase some of those boxing yeah, kills, you, how you, quick. <laughs> I mean, I was so impressed of how quick oh, you were you. in that instance. But your character really isn't, you don't really want to fight. But no. you are very capable. No, yeah. No, is it, you'll see like a little sneak peek of all that, you know, and <laughs> on the rooftop. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Um, so Euphoria fans out there, if anybody watches the HBO um, series Euphoria, it's incredibly nuanced in terms of following a group of you know, high school kids really through, you know, the, the the difficult times in the drug world that goes on. And your character, right, is a guy that is surrounded in secrecy, really. We don't know much about him, but we just know how loyal he is and what it means to him to be a protector. And we see it, how it played out in the finale last year. I think there's a conversation around, is is Ashtray really dead? Is he is he no longer there? Where, where, where can we... Uh, <laughs> Where can we see this character if, if 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 not moving forward? You know what? I honestly I got no clue, and, I, and like I'm not just saying that just to say that because I can't. I really got no clue. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's a bit crazy, but um, Euphoria it has such an amazing fan base, and I feel like a lot of teenagers, um, older teens, can relate to it on another level. Not of course as intense, but you know, like take. Um, bits and pieces away from it and well being yeah. 16 i mean you know you have to be probably one of the, the younger actors on on the show and um you know the the topic is i think important mm -hmm. but as somebody who lives in, an, in a time where where kids are learning and developing and, and and figuring out these things what what has been the biggest takeaway from you from the fan base of your age who may have, uh, who may see this as a ways to, to be educated and learn how to, to do things better? Oh, man. Um, that was a good question, though. I, th I think, like, so basically, like, what kids can take away from it, right? Yeah. I, I think, like, the main thing kids can take away from it is there's, there's a lot going on in the world, you know, and, and a lot of stuff that, and a lot of concerns that you don't need to be worrying about yet, you know? There's, like... I feel like you're extra sensitive at this age, you know, especially like kids and um it's it, it's it's a vulnerable time and if you can just find your happiness within like within this time and you know staying grounded and um be a kid. Yeah, be a kid, you know, really just about being a kid at this age. Right? Know? I mean, I shouldn't I, stress anything else. Yeah, if I could go back with any of that stuff when I was your age, it's just Everything that happened felt like the end of the world, right? Right, yeah. You and know? I feel like a lot of kids get caught up in that, you know? So if you can just enjoy the moments you have, because you're going to regret not enjoying it when you get older, you know? So you got you to gotta enjoy your childhood. You can't let all that stuff get to you. How, how have you stayed grounded with all this early success? I think, you know, you probably speak to the boxing aspect of thing to keep you kind of a focus, but how, how have you stayed grounded with, with your success at 16? Well, I think one of the most humbling things is boxing because uh, people will test you on another level when you're fighting, you know. So boxing definitely plays a big portion in that. And I think just, like, the way I've, I've, I've just grown up in general, you know. Like, for a while I was living on 15 acres with goats and chickens, and it was like, you know, and, like, I've kept the same friends, you know. I haven't switched up on anybody, and I've been keeping the same people that have been loyal uh to me since day one you know and i really think that's really important you know to keep that well I, I think this is probably pretty cliche but you know you know 
show me your friends and I'll show you your future is a, is a really good adage to, and it took me a while to figure that out because I think for the longest time I surrounded myself with people who told me yes all the time, right? Who weren't willing to like show me the mirror because we don't necessarily see. You want people to be like, no, that's like, you know, like you want, you want people there for you and not there to just, say stuff to make you feel happy you know like you want people that are going to be real people that are going to better you as a person you know so it's i mean friends can either make you amazing and great and take you very far or they can ruin you yeah support is a huge factor in all this um we're speaking with javon walton star of the new film samaritan that will be coming out globally on prime video august 26th check it out i saw it last night um What's next, right? What's next for you? What do you got on 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 deck for, uh, for uh, Javon? So, um, I've been focusing a lot on boxing recently. You know, um, I've been, uh, I got some stuff in the works in the acting world. You know, some really cool stuff that I can't wait to talk about. I'm excited about that, but um, that's gonna have to stay secret for a little bit longer. Um, but really, just the boxing world, man. I've been I've been really honing in on that. Want to get to a hundred bouts. And, you know, yeah. What, uh, I, I know that the Olympics is something that you are you are pointing to, right? 2024? That was the goal for a while. And, and I'm not going to lie. Like, like winning a gold medal could be amazing. You know, I, I've, I've wanted that since a young age. But I really think my path and where I'm at in this moment in time is going pro at 18. I really think that's what I want to do. And I want to accomplish a lot in the pro game and, show people my ability and showcase that on another level well that's that's wonderful it's it's i love to see the um ambition at such a young age and then your ability to um listen and interpret and and make uh make the right choices thank you i appreciate it who do you uh you know, speaking about the boxing aspect of things do you do you model yourself after your style after anybody that uh, somebody that you looked up to growing up um, not, not really, you know, there's like certain bits and pieces I'll take away from certain fighters and I'm like, oh, I love the way he does this. I love the way he does that. And really, um, Manny Pacquiao's footwork is something that I've always loved, man, and how quick he is on his feet, you know, and primetime Pac-Man, nobody could beat him, you know, so I, I definitely take away things from him, but I got, I definitely got my own style. All righty. Javon Walton, everybody from the new film, Samaritan out on Prime Video Globally, August 26th, joining us here in studio. Thanks for taking the time today. Of course. We'll be right back here on The Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Lee filling in for Rich. We'll see you in a few minutes. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here, filling in for Rich alongside TJ Jefferson, Michael Del Tufo, Chris Brockman. Just had Javon Walton uh, on set here. That's pretty cool. You know, that's my first. Well, I guess it isn't my first in studio. Kevin Connolly was my first, but that was kind of like I know Kevin. Didn't know. I didn't know him. You know, and um, Ashtray's a cold. It was a cold dude on Euphoria, man. That kid was no joke. I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, if you're a Euphoria fan, you've seen it. Uh, the final episode, right? Oh, where, <laughs> where this this kid, like, is I mean, his character is a very young man uh, who has grown up in the drug trade and worked alongside his his essentially his older brother, right? More or uh, less, more yeah. or less. And um, in the finale, uh, when they've been ratted out by a, a a fellow fellow you know guy in the, in the trade. Um, Ashtray was having none of it. <laughs> no, he was he was ready for war. He was ready for war. He was ready for war. He's also in season three of on the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. I would uh, say this, Ryan. If you take Tommy DeVito, Joe Pesci from Goodfellas, oh. uh, you make him like a younger guy, but set in like today's world, you'd probably have that uh, Ashtray mentality, like a kid who just don't care about tomorrow and is down for whatever. Man, well, he was right. There's there's conversation piece out there uh, around the idea of whether or not his character is is really gone or not. Yeah. You know, um, by all means, it looked like <laughs> I don't see how he's not. He was. Um, if you have a chance, go check it out. Also, his new film Samaritan with Sylvester Stallone out again globally on Prime Video uh, August 26th. Um, got a chance to watch it last night. Uh, anything with superheroes. I'm a big superhero film guy, like you know Marvel. DC Comics, any of those types of things. You've been watching The Boys? Yeah, been watching The Boys. Yeah, you know who Brockman loves? Love The Boys. Who? Take a guess. Who, who's the worst person on The Boys? Uh, Homelander. Yeah, Brockman loves Homelander. <laughs> it's a great character. He's <laughs> a great character. He's a great character. He's a great character. Worst man. person ever. He's but the yes. worst. I don't know. Soldier Boy you, might, might. No, you, you, yeah, you bring, you bring his papa worse. in there. You bring Soldier Boy yeah. into the conversation. <laughs> Soldier Boy's actually worse than Homelander. It's a different conversation. It's a, it's a <laughs> They're both awesome. Freakish. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great show. That guy, Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander, he got screwed, man. He should have been nominated for Emmy. He's incredible. <laughs> They're so good. It's so good. The Boys is a great show. It is a great show. Um, what was it? Herogasm? <laughs> yeah. Herogasm. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, there was thing. I saw things in there that I, I particularly don't care imagine, to see Imagine anymore. sitting in the writer's room. You can't even describe it. No, yeah, I, exactly. I, I, mean, I won't. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, can you imagine, you imagine don't. being in the writer's room going through that process? <laughs> It's like anything crazy you could possibly think of. They're like, cool, let's use that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's roll Why don't that. we do that? And, and, then, we'll guy who can and then we'll explode their head when it's all said and done. Oh God. Let's have a guy who can shrink down really small and Stop. put him places. Just nope. go anywhere, right? <laughs> it's Ant-Man, Ant-Man in the X-rated version. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes, that's the best way to best put way it. Best way to describe yeah. it. But yes, Samaritan out on Prime Video here, August 26th, uh, Javon Walton. That kid's got a great future, man. It seems like his head's on straight. Yeah. You know, his mom well, was there with him. I mean, I asked him some... I asked him some questions about, you know, around what, you know, the importance of what he's doing and what it means and, and where his head is at with all of it. And so, you know, for somebody who uh, I, I had a moment 
uh, an opportunity to speak with his mom here uh, after the during the break, and she talked about uh, just the world they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a twin. I didn't know that. Oh, either. wow! Yeah, cool. he's a twin. He's got a younger uh, younger sister who's I think eight. She said so. I mean, he's he's been born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and and continues to um, do great things. Pretty cool to be up alongside Sly Stallone. I had an opportunity to meet uh, Stallone when I was working out at this gym here in L.A. He'd pop in from time to time and be part of it. He told us the secret to uh, looking jacked on film is you only work out you know three parts of your body. You work your tries, your buys, uh, and your back, pretty much shoulders. That's the, and that's all he would ever do: pull ups, everything like that. No, no need to look at his legs at any point in, in wow. film. You know, that's 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 how he's extended it, and uh, it's fun to watch him. It's 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 funny to see him in this role because it's you just know him as iconic is rocky right mm-hmm. there's a, a bit of rocky in it in him in the way he goes about his business with uh with javon in this role so all right that was uh last segment uh we are about to um finish the show here we're in our last segment I want to kind of get back to uh the nfl side of things uh, in your news of the day in the first segment of the show we um we, we just couldn't quite get to uh, you know the Jameis winston injury uh, yesterday too, yep. uh, the conversation around that, what that means uh, for the New Orleans Saints, right? Moving away from from Sean Payton as head coach, uh, James Winston coming back from the injury, signing with with his team again this year. Uh, Dennis Allen taking over. Uh, they have had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number in the regular season, right? Tom Brady's zero four in the regular season against this this New Orleans Saints team. Now, mm-hmm. most important piece in all this, he got the one win that he needed in the playoff game, right? right. So. With the additions at wide receiver, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, and Michael Thomas making the return, Alvin Kamara offensively, we know how good they are defensively. Jameis Winston, what was five and two last year before his injury, took over. What is this team like with Jameis Winston at the helm? Do they have a real shot of of of, of fighting the 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 Bucks for the division? And without him, uh, is it going to be uh, a real difficult year in Dennis Allen's first season? That's the biggest question in all this. Um, the more I hear about the injury, it sounds like it's just a sprained ankle. Glad, glad it happened early. He wasn't probably going to play much in the preseason. Uh, I think the consistency, it reminds me a ton of what happened in Buffalo where Brian Dable went to the Giants. They promoted and kept Ken Dorsey on staff as the new offensive coordinator. Of course, he's going to make it his own, but there's going to be a familiarity for Josh Allen. Same in New Orleans, right? Coach Carmichael who's been there, who's been with them, who knows what Sean Payton has been able to do. Now, hey, don't get me wrong. Sean Payton is maybe the most dynamic schemer and play caller there was over the last decade in the NFL. Some of the things he's been able to do with a, a depleting, uh, I don't know, a depreciating item and, and Drew Brees later in his career uh, and doing some of the things he does with Alvin Kamara. That's a big part of, I think, the success for Jameis Winston, that consistency and what this team looks like. Um, over the next few days, I kind of want to go through maybe some pre- predictions and and where we think the the conferences uh, divisions in particular are going but to end the show you know fortuitously wearing the los angeles chargers oh you know sweater today hoodie let's talk about this division a little bit we did a little exercise yesterday around the jimmy garoppolo conversation you know whether he's going to be somewhere else whether he's going to be in san francisco but if you were a fan of your favorite team and you had the opportunity to trade 
for your quarterback straight up right now for Jimmy Garoppolo, would you do it? Regardless of cap implications, anything, I don't want to get into any of that. If you were willing to trade uh, your quarterback you have now in place to start the season with Jimmy Garoppolo, would you do it? And, and I, I honestly came to the conclusion there may be eight, nine teams out there that it would be an upgrade for them. Is that something you guys see as well? Is Jimmy Garoppolo a guy that... Well, could... what, are, what are the teams? Let's All right, talk so about let's it. Go, let's go. Let's... There isn't any in the AFC West. Wouldn't trade him for one guy in the AFC West, right? Nope. How about in his own, how about in his own uh, division, right? Yeah, he's an immediate upgrade in Seattle. I think there's no question about that. Uh, he would go in there, and I don't know if they'd be a playoff team at all, but they're not going to be you know, fighting for a top-five pick with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, I think, in Seattle. Uh, Arizona, I'd rather have Kyler Murray. Obviously, I'd rather have Matthew Stafford. Clearly, they in San Francisco want Trey Lance, but right. I, I right now would take Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance because I don't know what I get out of Trey Lance yet. And, I, and I'm in that camp as well, but uh, you know, obviously they made a decision. And they made the decision on draft night last year when they decided yep. to, or before when they made the trade with Miami to move up. And then they made the decision to draft him. You know, Jimmy G's writing was on the wall. What's the chance that, that Jimmy G stays in San Francisco this year? It's seemingly zero. It's uh, Seemingly zero, it's, right? It's, it's full Butarski. I mean, they basically already have given him permission to seek a trade. Uh, everything they've been saying publicly in the last couple of weeks leads you to believe he's not going to be on the team come week one. If, he does, if you don't find a trade, when you make, when you make a statement like that, He's you just going to be deactivated. I mean, he's, you, are you? You're ultimately he's going to be released. Then I think our team's waiting for him to be released. I guess. I mean, look, because if you trade for him, you got you're on the hook for the 25 million. So yeah, you might as well just wait for the Niners to to cut him, and then you can just sign him for whatever. If they don't get something worthwhile in a trade, does San Francisco hold on to him for that resource as a backup quarterback in case Trey Lance gets hurt? I mean, it's great insurance. It's a, it's a it's a it's a pretty penny insurance policy. But it's kind of like what New England did. Like New, at one point, Jimmy G was going to make more than Tom Brady, and he's your backup. You can't have your backup quarterback making more than your starter. It's just bad optics. So he's going to get released at some point. All right. Well, who knows where he may land? Um, let's keep bouncing around in some different places. How about the AFC East? It's not New England. Not in Buffalo. I could argue New York and Miami would be a step up in those positions. That's why I, I always thought Miami might be a landing spot with Mike McDaniel in that offense. I think that's a... a, a well, I still think Miami's holding out for Tom Brady, to be honest. <laughs> like, it's really up to two of this year. If, if he's not good, or if he struggles like he has in the last couple of seasons... What is their incentive to keep him when you know that? Oh, no, there isn't any. This, I mean, I, I said this, especially when after they went out and got Tyreek Hill, right, uh, with Jalen Waddell. I they're said, stacked. They're, 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 they're ready to win. They have so excuse. much talent. Yeah, there's no excuse at the end of this year if that's the case. Now, the only excuse I could hear coming from, from anybody, maybe in that side of the camp, is, you know, year one under Mike McDaniel's offense. You know, what, what does that look like? What does that mean? We'll see. All right, let's go to the AFC South. Let's go uh, Indianapolis. Uh, no, I, Matt Ryan, I think, is a, a solid, solid position there, especially the kind of offense they run with the yeah, play action. Can, yeah, they can win that division with yep. Matt Ryan. There's How no about question Tennessee? About that. Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis. No, nope, I don't think that's a step up. No, I don't think so. Let's jump to Jacksonville. You got a rookie quarterback? Nah, Trevor Lawrence is the man. 
he's the man. But if you were to if you were to say right now, without any implications of like future uh, stumbling for Trevor Lawrence, would you trade for this quarterback right now? Jimmy Garoppolo would be a step up, I think, for for Trevor Lawrence in in Jacksonville right uh, now. Houston, Davis Mills. I think Davis Mills is good too. So do I. So do I. That's that's an interesting division with two quarterbacks kind of aging, where you have two younger guys that uh, have a lot of optimism and, and, and interest moving I think, forward. I think the team for me, let's just go to the, the NFC South. I think the team for me, we were just talking about them, is New Orleans. You don't know what you're getting out of Jameis. I mean, he's played 11 games in the last two years because of injuries, decision-making. I mean, he, led the, he had 30 interceptions his last full year in 2019. You throw Jimmy G in that offense with Alvin Kamara, if he's back, Regard whatever his legal situation is, and then the three wide receivers that you talked about before with Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave and Michael Thomas, who we talked about yesterday, that could be a playoff team with Jimmy G. Yeah, leading the Saints offense. TJ, what do you think about that? So you think Jimmy G's better than Jameis? He's been better than Jameis. <laughs> He's been better than Jameis for a while now, right? Yeah. Has he? He's been to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship. Yeah, well, James can't get off the couch. Has he or has the team been there? So we go back to this like quarterback I'm, thing. Where... I'm saying, look, I'm saying James hasn't played in two years. He played last year though. He played seven games. He, he played. played well, he played had sixteen touchdowns and three picks. Yeah. If I'm he, not mistaken, no, it was incredible. It was so incredible. He, he played I'm fantastic. A little, I'm in a little disagreement with 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 Chris here. I don't I don't think that's a step up in New Orleans with, with Jimmy No, I, I definitely not. Look, Jameis, you know, we're, we're, he had that 30-pick season, but if you watch a lot of those... He also had 30 touchdowns He also had 30 touchdowns, and if, what if you take away some of those picks, which, you know, some were bad plays, obviously. Some were receivers running wrong routes. I can't speak on this as well as you can, but I don't think all 30 of those were necessarily his fault, right? Well, they, so, they, they, but they're on him. They're on him. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And that's and that's carried with Good him in, in, in bullet points. And when we're talking about things, that's that's a big part of it. So um, Atlanta, I would take him over Marcus Mariota. Uh, in Tampa, no, not over Tom Brady, right? Carolina, over Baker Mayfield or, or Sam Darnold right now? I think so. Maybe. That's I like a, Baker Mayfield. Maybe, yeah. I, I like him. I, I think that... Uh, Cleveland absolutely did him a, a complete dis, you know, disservice, uh, and the chip on his shoulder is back once again. Unfortunately, Matt Rule, and we discussed this earlier, I think is in a little bit of a lame duck year, and there's going to be a lot on him to win. Um, and what does that look like? So, um, all right, before we get out of here, though. Um, 14 and 3 for Jameis, not 16. Yeah, close, close, though. Um Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders. Best division in football? No question. Right? Hands down. Best four Same quarterbacks in, in division? Easily. Yep, easily. Play each other twice a year? Is this, an, is this a scenario where they just beat the hell out of each other and the product's diminished? Or is this iron sharpens iron and we have a division that produces three playoff teams like we've seen from, you know, you know the the NFC uh, the NFC uh, um, NFC West West last years, year yeah yeah I, I think so I think three playoff teams are coming from this division I think Denver ends up being the kind of the odd man out when it's all said and done I think Oak uh, Oak I still call him Oakland Mike Las Vegas um, the Chargers and and the Chiefs end up making the making the playoffs is this the year that the the Chargers get over the top finally in this division it's a question I had yesterday. 
Yeah. I'm going to go out to camp here in a couple in a, in a week or so and take I a, think so. Justin uh, Herbert can win MVP. Yep. I, I think I think I think he's going to he's going to take them pretty far. He's incredible. Uh I got the the privilege to play uh play golf up at Bandon Dunes with him oh, uh, nice. a couple weeks ago and you know for a guy that is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL continues to be in, so down to earth. Uh his teammates love him. His work ethic is spectacular. We played I think we played 49 holes of golf one day. Woo. Played a, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we'll talk more about this division tomorrow when we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Everybody, thanks for listening. Appreciate you welcoming back. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, boy. <laughs>